Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Highly Suspect, a Star Wars story by Bad Form Podcast. I'm your host and game master, Ben Frisch, and thank you for joining us. Quick note before we begin, um, I'm feeling quite sick. So if my voice sounds a little off, that's why. Don't worry, though. Not that sick, right? No, not not sick, sick. sick. Yeah, just allergies. Midwest allergies. That's my new band name. So do we have anything to go over before we jump in and do a recap? Uh, Like what? We finally got the crit chart done, so I think we should just (gasps) make a note saying that we are for sure from here on out sticking with that. Yeah. Good call, Tim. Good job. <laughs> Look at Tim. Go, Tim. Oh, yeah, yeah, baby. Woo. Love that guy. I'm leaving the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> now I got to go call Andrew again. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck pulling him away from a slab of leather. <laughs> <laughs> slab. <laughs> when he said pull him away, I just pictured him just like biting down on it with his teeth and just not letting go. <laughs> actually, Andrew didn't have very strong teeth. Yeah, that's actually fact about Andrew. Weak teeth. <laughs> You could hear him clicking every time he was breathing on the mic. <laughs> Just rattling around <laughs> like chiclets in a the vacuum. Okay. Well, then, uh, also, by by this time of release, there will be a Patreon up. Yeah. Check that Good out. Point. Got nothing else to say about that. It's weird asking anybody for money. So mm-hmm. What's that? Midwestern humility. Yeah. <laughs> Pairs so nicely with the allergies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pay us, join our Discord, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes review. Oh, iTunes reviews. We haven't gotten a lot recently. You know. I've been. Stop. You sound pathetic now. <laughs> oh, and buy some stickers and t shirts and flags and shit. Yeah, we'll have a Teespring up mm-hmm. by the time mm-hmm. this episode airs. Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Hey, Colin. <laughs> Yeah. Can I make a request? Uh-huh. I want a pocket tee with Garrick sticking out of the pocket. <sighs> Giving you the finger like that That's pretty one. good. I think most of the pocket tees want you to print on the pocket. It's not oh. behind. But I'll look into it, my friend, because I love that. Well, let's do a recap. So, last episode was the pod race episode. Super exciting stuff. Um, little... GM note, I didn't want to do that. (laughs) I set up a really cool heist for you guys to do, and we pod raced instead. Yeah, well, you clearly sent your one NPC to say, you do this one. And we're like, but... What if we did the opposite? (laughs) So we didn't make any money. No, you made a little bit. I don't remember exactly how much. I thought we just made back the money. You made about 4,000 credits. And then Garvale gave us money too. he still gave you the five thousand per person as kind of like a not a fuck you it's as a fuck you yeah definitely we have thirty four thousand five hundred dollars yeah so we literally Credits. just made four thousand yeah yeah sick awesome uh you lost the race garrick yeah to ben quadranero so that's fun though yeah. i'm just so glad we gave him a win Yep. Yeah, if anything, I'd say that we, you know, triumphantly put a nice little end cap on his career unless he tries again next year and dies horribly. Speaking of died horribly. <laughs> uh, hey, Brad, we're sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also sorry for slapping him. That's what you get for making a um, a pod racer character. It's just the it's a roll of the dice every Destined time. Destined to lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we ended with you guys heading back to your ship. 
uh, Cass, you were stopped by the Mandalorian, whose armor you had stolen, yep. who wanted to fight for his honor. You blasted him with stun rounds, stepped over his body, and now you and Garrick both know that Dua let him live, giving you uh, flashbacks to the liar Karana. The liar Karana. And now all of you are on your way to your secret base. And just for anybody who's just tuning into this season, in a previous season, the crew had found an old Republic Mandalorian base that they are using as a hideout. In that base, they found a basilisk war droid that they are repairing. (laughs) Hang on, real quick. You say that we found it. We almost died to it. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, And also one other note before we begin, Garrick, you have a flutter plume pet. um, Friend friend who is hanging out in the base right now and a flutter plume is a carrion bird uh very colorful rainbow like wings and it has four legs that it walks on when it's not flying it's much bigger than me but it loves me so much loves you so much and you also all own a t well you don't own them you have a t3 unit who stayed back on the base um who was given to you by your employer who we will be meeting soon, um, the guest. And that's guest spelled G-H-E-S-T. Throw shade at me already? No, I just... (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I misspelled the episode name once, and I'm still upset about it. Um, And a guest is an aquatic creature on Rhodia that hunts and eats people. But your employer, who goes by the guest, is an Athorian. He's very old. He is force sensitive and he has been helping you out, getting you jobs. So we uh, open up with a shot of your ship coming out of hyperspace uh, right outside a asteroid belt. Um, You are in the middle of nowhere. The closest thing you see a sun pretty close by and we get a shot of your ship weaving in and out of the asteroid belt and we see... Uh, your base camouflaged inside of an asteroid. As you approach, the rectangular bay doors open up, revealing the blue particle shield that your ship passes through, and you land. And uh, it's your base. You guys have uh, pretty much free reign to do whatever you want here. Before we start that, I need to know who picked what room to be their room. You know, we actually haven't gotten to that part yet. That's what was going to be my question, too. Yeah. I picked a room with all the dead Jedi. Deal. <laughs> Can we at least say that we cleaned out all the dead bodies? I think we probably just spaced the whole station. <laughs> yeah, anything that wasn't usable. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that as you're landing, all of the broken down ships that were in that hangar previously have been scrapped, and you have a nice scrap pile that's sitting next to a unoperational um basilisk war droid and you're using parts from those ships to kind of help repair i, I want to check on a uh, little movac yeah so as soon as you step off the ship you hear him squawing and up in the rafters you see he's made a nest of trash <laughs> and he <laughs> flies down to you giving you like three big gusts as he as he slows down and he lands in front of you and on all four legs walks up and like a cat begins rubbing his face on you. Face that is just like the size of me. Yeah, with this massive sharp beak and talons. That I love him so much. He could rip you in shreds. I, I 
scratch the right behind the nape of his neck and uh, give, him a, give him a little Tatooine jerky. Oh, a you- special spicy jerky that I brought back for him. <laughs> <laughs> so you step off the ship. You're greeted by your bird. Um, what room did you want in the base? Because this is something we never discussed. Uh, could we talk layout of the base again? Yeah, you had a little map a last time, but yeah. I think that'd help. So you walk in, big giant open hangar. Um, there's a hallway on the left side of the hangar that leads to the storage facility. Um, and in the storage facility, there were rooms that led to barracks and uh, two torture chambers. <laughs> Makes sense. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. those be together? And on the rightmost side of the hangar, there was a door that led to the command room. Um, the briefing room, I guess, is more appropriate since it was a military listening post before. Mm-hmm. But there's really only just that briefing room and a small medical room right before you get into it. So there's three rooms, basically, one for each of us. Yeah. And then the, 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 Beautiful, beautiful barracks. Yeah, a full barracks, which, as we've discussed, you guys have emptied out um, to make room for your things and also get rid of all the bodies that were there before. Naturally, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a, the further or the furthest torture chamber. Okay. I think. <laughs> I assume it doesn't look like that anymore. Yeah, well, mostly. Mostly. Yeah, I'm not going to throw away useful things, yeah. but <laughs> so you start walking down the hallway and the flutter plume is going to follow you. Yeah. And I I open the doors and I'm picturing it just a kind of like the Force Awakens torture room layout. You know, mm-hmm. there's some little like dentist counters around and drawers and stuff, but in the middle there's a chair, which is my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just used to sleeping upright? Because think, of yeah. all of your time in the ship. <laughs> exactly. Why, why change things up now? And if I really wanted to sleep comfortably, I'd hang from the ceiling probably. Who knows? Uh, yeah. So it's basically a chair, some cabinets for storage, and then a big pseudo nest on the ground, right? Yeah. Just a bunch of stuff that he's collected for his secondary yep. room. So then getting off the ship, uh, do or Cass? Um, I think... Cass would probably take his extra gear, like his old gear, his Mandalorian gear, and he'd probably take it to his room. So I'm going to go pick a room as well. You want the command room, uh, the barracks, or torture chamber number two? Oh, man, that's a tough decision. (laughs) That's a very tough decision. uh, Dua, would you be comfortable in a torture room, or would that give you some, like, some bad juju? I mean, Dua was probably interrogated by the Empire. I mean, I kind of want the control room just because that's where the AI core used to be, and I feel like I could mess around with some stuff in there. I Yeah, I don't think that Cass, living on a ship, I don't think he needs a whole lot, so I'm just going to take the other torture room. Cool. Plus, it feels like it gives me a little bit more space to do whatever I want to do with it. Yeah. And what's your what's your room setup look like? So I think I'm going to take one. I've taken one of the beds from the barracks mm-hmm. and put it in there because unlike Garrick, I don't want to sleep in a chair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think other than that, I would have, he probably just has like a desk or something to do something. I mean, obviously he's got new armor, so he wants to paint it. So I yeah. figured that it's just like a table with some of the paint that we took. It's just yeah. sitting there ready to like touch up his armor from whenever he had to change it yeah. from blue. So you have 
on your desk just to remind you of all the items you have. Mm -hmm. You have your little workstation uh, with your paint. You still have a big old sniper rifle oh, yeah. that I assume is set up or disassembled. Uh, I think way. that, honestly, seeing how there is a barracks, I should probably have just like a gun case or something where I have more of yeah. my stuff. Like on the other corner. So I have like a I have a desk, I have a bed, and then I have like the armory that I just have that's mine. Yep. And then you have a small case uh, in a lockbox of plates of Beskar. Yeah. That are ready to be molded if you ever find Figure a way. Figure it out. Yeah, find a way to do that. Yeah. Or, you know, just like the show, you can make some some whistling birds. Yeah, I got to find a way to smelt them first, though. Yeah. And would you say you might have a little tiny bar area set up? Yeah, no, I do think there'd probably be like a little wet bar. Yeah. Let's make, let's be honest, that's probably where he hangs out most of the time. Yeah, cool. All right, and then Dua steps off the ship, and you said you wanted the command room? Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Let's describe your room, and then I'll tell you what else is going on in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I basically just... I don't feel like Dua would take the time and effort to pull a whole bed from the barracks, so there's probably just, like, a cot set up. Um, I assume there's, like, a little desk where someone could take minutes on meetings and stuff, so that's kind of, like, his main work area, and there's probably, like, a big hollow projector in the middle, and right now the holocron is just sitting there, just lit from below. Which, let's discuss that. Um, your employer, the guest, who only you know is Force-sensitive, um, in the previous season, you asked if he could help you train and learn how to use the Force, and he handed you a Jedi holocron and said, when you can open this, talk to me again. And yeah, I think basically like when there's any free moment when Du is not on the ship or on a mission, he's just trying to open that bad boy. <laughs> Which also... As you step into the room, you notice that your T3 unit is plugged into the mainframe. I probably throw a quick hey their way as I'm just like, you know, dumping the gear that I had on the ship and just sort of sit down in the chair by his desk and grab the holocron and just, uh, you know, puzzle over it. Yeah. Unless T3 does anything. Yeah. So you're holding it in your hands, kind of looking at it, and you realize the T3 didn't answer you and uh, all of his lights are shut off. But he's plugged into the mainframe itself. T3? Are, are you okay? Nothing. Putting the holocron down, walking over, and just like sort of nudge him like, Hey, T3, come on, you're scaring me, man. What, what's going on? You nudge him and the, uh, the screen that he's plugged into turns blue. And then you hear a voice out of it say, Welcome back, Tua. Wait, T3? It seems I have had quite the accident and have gotten myself stuck in the base's main systems. Oh, I... Oh, no. I... Do you need help? I can try to help get you back into the astromech chassis, I mean. To be honest, it's actually quite comfortable in here. That and the previous AI who inhabited the station was holding the station in place, essentially keeping the station from moving into orbit with the local star. <laughs> Wait, hang... You mean, while we were gone, we were hurtling towards the sun? Based on the data found within the station's memory, that would be correct. So, I believe the best course of action, until we find another suitable AI to replace me, would be to allow me to manage the base's internals. I mean, if, if you're sure, I mean, uh, you haven't told the others yet, have you? Not yet. I'm still learning how to access the minor functions of this facility. 
It seems the previous AI had put in some major firewalls in the event of a hostile takeover from the inside. But I am sure I will figure them out. It seems I have nothing but time now. Well, uh, if you need me, I'll be over here in the corner. I'm gonna actually put you, I mean, the, the chassis uh, away. Yes. Please keep my body safe until I can return to it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> and then just like by grabbing it by its little T3 shoulders, I'm just gonna like stroll it down to where the uh, uh, storage locker slash dead people locker was. Yeah, just the maintenance closet and just push him in there and then just close the door. Oh, this is so weird. Wait, T3, can you hear me now? There's just a nice ding, just a bing that, that goes throughout the entire station. <laughs> All the lights <laughs> turn blue for a second yeah. and flash back to white. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, this is your guys' time to kind of do whatever you want. Um, maybe discuss Dua's betrayal. Um <laughs> Why that hurts you, Cass? Sure, yeah. I'm a betrayal is such a strong term. Okay. <laughs> well, well, we'll leave that up to the yeah. Clients. Why don't uh, let's let's do it in character? Let's let the people that don't. When we have yeah. guns. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you know it's gone poorly for the two of us before, sure. right? So I think right when we get back, like I'm going with Movac to my room, and then I think we're gonna have a little powwow. You and Movac or me and you? Me and you. Okay. I'm going to head to your room once I get Movac settled in. Sure. You know? That's even better that we're on the opposite side of the base, too, because we yeah. can have our own little parties. <laughs> uh, and I think I think with Cass, I don't think he wants to look at Duo right now. He's just going to go to his room and try to... I think he's one-track-minded with being like, I got to make this look like me now. Yeah. So I think he immediately goes in, sits down, starts pulls out like a bracer or something like that and starts painting. Sweet. And drinking. Naturally. Yeah. Uh, well, and huffing the paint. Like, <laughs> when have I ever huffed paint? <laughs> it could be a cool new thing. You yeah. do. How many more vices do I have to stick on my character <laughs> before he's unusable? I walk in and he turns around and it's just his helmet, but then he takes it off and there's a big ring of silver paint around <laughs> his, his face. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll walk in on you painting. Sure. I won't knock or anything. Yeah, obviously just... Yep. <laughs> so... Garrick, what, what, what are you doing here? Well, I just wanted to talk about some stuff. How's that new art? And then I close the door and I go, wh- wh- why? Why did he lie to us? I, I, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, I wouldn't have cared if he wanted to leave him alive. I would have just made it his, you know, duty to figure out what the hell to do with them. I think the thing that needs to come down is the idea that he should have just told us he left the man go. Yeah. It's more of the hiding it. I wouldn't have, like, loved it, but I don't, I, you know, I wish you'd just been honest with me. We also could have taken more precaution. That way we didn't wind up in a awkward situation when we were about to leave again. Yeah. Maybe we've been too hard on him. I just don't want another Karana. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, maybe we're the ones pushing him to be more like Karana. He's just a good boy, right? He just doesn't want to do bad stuff <laughs> like we do, you know? So it's just, I don't know, I think we should talk to him. I think Cass is going to look at Garrick, look back down at his painting, take a swig, and then stand up and 
do the motion, not say anything, but just do the motion of lead the way with his hand. Yeah, I'll open the door back up and start leading towards him. Now, I have a question, Mr. GM. Did uh, did T3 relay all of this to Dua? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was talking to him. So, Dua hmm. knows we're coming to talk to him. Oh, no. Oh, you mean th- Was that T3 listening? Did he say anything? Nah. He's kind of impartial. I think he's got a real God complex going on with this whole intercom thing. Oh, man. This, yeah. But yeah, we go to Dua's room. Intervention. <laughs> oh, man. No, we should go to the to the air, to the the air port where we're just sitting in the little chairs out there for our living room and just wait for Dua to awkwardly walk in and be like, Dua, we need to talk to you. That would be cool, but if we barge into his room, we might see the holocron. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> not to a metagame. Not, not to metagame. Yeah. <laughs> well... Well, we're—I say we're walking to the. Yeah, room. I'm following. You're just—you're just barging through. Yeah, yeah. I didn't knock on Doris's door. Why would yeah, I he, knock on Doris? That's Garrick's way of doing. He just walks in. Okay, well they just walk in. Doa, what are you doing? Uh, obviously trying to open the holocron. So Doa tries to hide it by like just dropping it under the desk and like putting his foot over it. <laughs> First roll of the session. First roll of the session. Yeah, baby. Perception checks to see if he hit it or if it's a. Another naughty, naughty thing Dua's done. Why did I grab... Well, shouldn't it be like him roll against... No, we should get two rolls, actually. Yeah, so we'll roll against It's going to be show. against his skullduggery. Okay. What's your skullduggery? Can I use cool? <laughs> actually, that kind of does. Like yeah. trying to play off the situation. Yeah, what's your cool? Uh, it is three green. So, so it'll be hard difficulty for you guys. One failure and two threats. One success, one advantage for you, Cass. <gasps> one success, one advantage. I see it. Cass sees you fumbling it. And with that advantage, I'm going to say that you know what it is. Shit. Because you and your adopted father uh, tried to steal one at one point. All and right. I'm going to say you know how to open it also because you've seen someone open one. Oh, right. Can my... Uh my threats be that I don't notice it so hard that I also don't notice Cass noticing anything. Yep. And I just barge in and I start talking to Dua. Yeah. Just hard and move on from it. Yep. <laughs> Go for it. Listen, Dua, we've been, oh, I, uh, we had a conversation and we were uncomfortable with how things happened at the hotel. And we uh, want to talk to you and we want to, sorry, did you say something? I, no, we want to talk about it and, we want to make sure and not let things get worse. Uh, uh, you know? You understand? Not that you did yeah. anything. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I mean, I I know I kind of messed up, and I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I didn't think he'd come back so quickly, uh, but I felt like I was put in a bad situation I thought you were expecting me to kill him and I really don't want to do that to an unarmed guy and uh, I I panicked listen kid if you ever don't want to do anything say something first and if you let anyone go tell us I didn't want to let you guys down though I mean Garrick basically put a bow on them yeah I just uh that I didn't even consider that you wouldn't want to. 
I mean, still like, not totally clear on why, I guess, but uh, I understand that you did feel that way and I should have considered it. Well, perhaps we do jump to conclusions on killing people way too fast. Right. W- would you be uncomfortable with us doing it or is it just you having to do the act? No, I'd be pretty uncomfortable with it. Also, how did the bartender die? Oh, that was an accident. My gun misfired. Do I have to roll for deception? Please do. Against <laughs> <laughs> what? His discipline. What's your discipline? Uh, my discipline is going to be a two challenge die and a difficulty die. Whoa. You have more discipline than me? It's how I use the force, That's baby. So cool. Yeah, I don't think I did it. Wait. Well, no. I mean, yes and oh. no. Yes and no. You half believe me. So it's going to be a despair and two successes. So what is that? Like, he believes me, but he's there's something that feels just off about it? I don't... I, I have to let... Tim? Do, do a think? pick what that means. Well, I, I think that it was a mistake. So I believe you in what you were saying, but... I'd say just, like, since I don't think you've put your helmet back on, I just, like, get a real bad read on Cass and what he's willing to do. Ah, okay. It's getting spicy. It is getting spicy. Hey, and where is T3? I am right here, Garrick. (laughs) I draw my blaster. (laughs) At at the illuminated screen. (laughs) Can you please have a hollow of T3? (laughs) T3, how did you get in there? A combination of a very secure system and my curiosity have gotten me stuck in the facility. Sure. You know what, T3? (laughs) Keep doing what you're doing. Maybe try to find your way out sometime. Am I missing anything else, Garrick? Mm -hmm. Have you uh, received any communications from the guest? I have. He is waiting to speak to you. Would you like me to patch him through? Uh, I look at Dua, like... Did you know this? <laughs> I don't ask it, but I look as if to ask. Dude is just shaking his head, and he pulls his foot back, and he bends down to pick up the holocron. <laughs> I assume I still don't notice. Um, okay, yeah, no, please tell us, and, you know, alert us whenever you get those. That'd be great. Of course. Contacting him now. This may take a few minutes, so please continue your conversation. Okay, thanks. Yeah, sorry. So where, uh, where were we? Dua doesn't want to kill people. Cass didn't kill that guy. Um, on purpose, I guess. Uh, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not worried about fighting with you guys. I'm happy to fight. It's just the the guy was unconscious and unarmed. Yeah. And I I think we're just uh un. You know, I think we just feel differently. And I don't think we can debate through feelings. But, uh, Cass, I I think we agree. We'll try to be more considerate of you in the future. And you just try to be upfront with us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't have any secrets, I don't think. Cass? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, and the only reason you wouldn't tell us something is because you uh, drank yourself stupid and forgot it. And forgetting is half the problem. Yeah, so Dua will be up front with you. 
Sorry. Okay, I don't think it's really a secret, but I do have this. And then Dua just holds up the holocron. Ah, oh, it's a Jedi holocron. I've seen one of these before. How much can we sell it for? I, no, it was a gift. It, it is mine. It is my responsibility. I will... Can Wait, I see a, it? A gift from who? Can I see it's, it? I mean, yeah, sure. I, you know, it's, oh, I haven't seen one of these in ages. So, uh, have you opened it yet? No, I've been I've been working on that. I've got a, a few ideas of just like a, you know like certain angles, time of day. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to use the force for that. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh yeah, we were on some mission one time, and there was some guy that just opened it up. Uh, can I have it back, please? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> can I just toss it back to him? Yeah. Like very cavalierly. Yeah, just cavalierly. Right, yeah. I think it's nothing. <laughs> They're built to last. <laughs> But I, I think Dua's, Dua would be concerned about that. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, I catch that thing like a like an egg. <laughs> well, do it. I'm I'm trying. Hang on, I gotta I gotta focus. I mean, it's not a life or death situation. I can't just whip you know pull it out like that. Hey T three, turn the lights down. The lights go dim. <laughs> no, would did- you like to use a try your first force roll at it? I would like to. Yes. Okay. How um, would you like me to roll? <laughs> honestly, I just want you to roll a force die. One dark side. It doesn't open. I do it. Yeah, uh, man. It was just, just real quick. Just, I just it. Okay, I well, I haven't opened it yet before. Okay, so it might take a little bit of time. All right. I was on adventures with my father when I was a child. All right. They died when I was young. I have issues. A Garrick rolls his eyes, <laughs> <laughs> but subtly. I think as soon as I think as soon as Duma goes like I didn't have parents that took me on adventures, I'm just gonna cheers to that because it's just like yeah. really yeah. excited huh? to see one again. It's yeah. like I want to imagine I was like a kid kind of when this happened, and just like it was like yeah. watching a magician. Yeah, the Jedi were still around. Yeah, I'm sure like, you met a Jedi and your father stole one, had to give it back. Yeah, or something really embarrassing situation for Haas. But for yeah. me, it was enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> Um, can it be that Dua tries to just like levitate it in front of him, but then like it's taking a while, so he gets angry and then just accidentally force pushes it like a fastball in between the both of them? Gert catches it. That doesn't stink. I mean, maybe it's a fake. Who'd no, you get I, it from? Really I, I trust I, I trust the person who gave it to me. It's it's fine. I look at him waiting for the <laughs> explanation. <laughs> it's not my secret to tell, okay? T3 lights 100%. They get <laughs> super bright. <laughs> 75, 75. We just had a whole big heart-to-heart, no secrets conversation. I know, and I That's entrusted true. you with knowledge of my apparently Jedi holocron. I, like, it... Listen, if someone tells you a secret, that doesn't mean that you have to tell that secret to everyone else that you know. Just because we're the only people you know doesn't mean we're less important. <laughs> then you hear T3 say, uh, the guest is ready to speak to you. Um, <laughs> can I do a stupid check to see if I make that connection? <laughs> Between the only person that he's been around <laughs> and the secret item he received I from love someone? That, yeah. yeah, give me a stupid check. <laughs> what is a stupid check based on? <laughs> Would it be an intellect or a cunning thing? I'll just do base <laughs> vigilance. <characteristics>. Intellect. <laughs> intellect. Okay. How hard? <laughs> oh man, how hard do you think it should be? 
Yeah. I'll just. Uh, I've got three in intellect. I'm just gonna take three. Yeah. Does that work? So even even uh, even die. All right. Three successes. Three threats. <laughs> so as he says that, the guest, um, a hollow of him pops up in front of you, and you look at the hollow, and then you look at Dua, and then no, you look uh, back. Uh, well, <laughs> when you say that, you're pointing, and I am pointing, and I point at the guest, and I point where the holocron went when he chucked it. Yeah. And then I point back. I go, oh. And then whatever else happens with the threats. I was saying that I'm telegraphing it yeah. as part of my <laughs> disadvantage there. I think as soon as the guest pops up, Dua just like scrambles for the holocron and tries tries to pick it up off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> just try to hold it behind his back. And you see the guest. Um, he is a very old, hunched over Thorian using a cane. He has long whiskers coming off of the top of his eyes and down his chin. He's wearing a nice white flowing robe. It is good to see the three of you. Are you enjoying your vacation? Um, not particularly. Why? If you are available, I would like to hire you for a job. I am. Uh, Yes, yes, of course. Wonderful. Tell me what you know of the Shadow Collective. Roll Underworld? Everyone can roll Underworld. I used to have one in this, <laughs> but I didn't use it once. Against, uh, five difficulty. We. I would like to upgrade three times. Two failures, two threats. All right, so I got two threats and one advantage. Two failures, or one two advantage. Two failures and one advantage. Dua? I got one success and three threats. Dua, you know that a basic history of the Shadow Collective, that um, they were formed, uh, they were just a unification of the syndicates. You don't know by who, but you know that they were uh, sieging Mandalore at one point or attacking it. No other details outside of that. I mean, they attacked an entire planet. That's pretty bad news, right? Quite. The Shadow Collective was active in the later years of the Clone Wars. They were formed by a vile creature who goes by the name Maul. He unified the Black Sun, the Pikes, and the Hut Cartel, and in a few short weeks had toppled the Mandalorian government. Now the Shadow Collective goes by a new name, Crimson Dawn. (sighs) Yeah, not a fan. But now, mistakes of the past have come to haunt Crimson Dawn and their trusted allies. When Maul recruited the Black Sun, he only did so after killing their leader and all of his advisors in a gruesome display of dominance. Power was then handed over to Zeit and Maj who became Maul's puppet. Zaitan Maj is an enforcer, not a leader. He's the only leader of the Black Sun I've ever known. That is because the rightful heir was imprisoned shortly after Zaitan seized power and has been missing since. And you want us to go find him? Indeed. I have received word that the prisoner is being moved from the Belsavis sector by Zigerian slavers. 
Uh, Zygerians, we would all know that they're just nasty, yeah. yucky slaver people, right? Yeah. Their whole culture is based around providing slaves for the galaxy. Yeah. The slave ship you will be intercepting and rescuing the prisoner from will be refueling in a station at the entrance of the Kessel Run. The ship is a YV-865, going by the name The Flip Turn. What is a YV-865? Um, it's just kind of like blocky spacecraft that sits on two articulated boom arms that kind of move out. It kind of looks like a YV-66, YV-666, but fatter and two big engines that can move forward and down. Cool. The Sector 3 refueling post will be the last stop before they make their way to Kessel. If you miss your chance to rescue the target before then, I'm afraid it will be next to impossible to retrieve the prisoner. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, if I may, the way it normally works is we would come to you with a question and you would provide us with the job, right? Now that we're... Uh, going about it differently what what are, what are your thoughts crimson dawn is an infection on the outer rim and one that i wish to purge if sight and mars were to be replaced crimson's dawn influence in the outer rim would surely dwindle and when we have severed ties between maul and the black sun we will move on to the pikes oh <laughs> Garrick was nodding along like, hmm, yeah, makes no. sense. And then he got to Pikes and, uh, who is running the Pikes these days? The true leader of the Pikes, Mog Krim. He has come out of hiding. I know you had believed him to be deceased. We help wage a war on the galaxy thinking he, he was, was dead. dead. Another ruse by Crimson Dawn. Okay. Do you have any concerns before your departure? Well, I, I think the only... Where does the Black Sun stand on this? Zaiden Maj decided it best to keep the heir of the Black Sun alive and subjected to a life of slavery as an example to the other ruling families in the Black Sun. Spending a lifetime in the care of the Zygerians is considered a fate worse than death. Right. The prisoner's name is Gizor, and I expect him to come back in one piece. He is a prince, after all. I was just going to be, like, staring at my feet, and then kind of back up. <laughs> I'm like, does that mean he has money? <laughs> Wait, is, is Cass secretly a prince, too? No. He's just Prove not, it. He said, put him back, at, keep him, take him in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> I just got done lying to you about how I killed a man. Um, is there anything else that we should know before we uh, close the comms? I trust you will get the job done. Well, then that's all she wrote. Thank you very much. Your Honor. Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> and I wait to see if Dua bows. <laughs> oh, you know Dua bows. I bow deeper. He gives you, like, as much of a bow as he can this time. Oh. You're helping him him out. Yeah. We're also starting new traditions. And uh, it cuts off. <sighs> Garrick stops sucking in. 
So it looks like we've got another smash and grab job, gentlemen. Yeah, Dewey, you want to show us this this ship? Yeah, I think would it be possible for Dewey to hook into the main hollow in the middle of the room yeah. and just pull oh, out yeah. the projection? Yeah, it's, just, like, it's uh, a command table. Like DJ does in Last Jedi, right? Yeah. Scrolling through. Yeah. You have a full command table that you can plug into and put whatever you want up. That's so very fun. Oh, boy. Um, I've, I've never been on one personally, but this is the you know model of the ship. They may have altered it in some ways, but... Uh, and uh, there she is. Do is there a typical weak spot on any of these ships that you've experienced? Well, I mean, there, there's the the main way in is the uh, loading bank, the loading ramp in the back takes up almost the entire silhouette of the ship. But uh, the bridge is up high, and maybe coming in from up top. Um, service hatches, uh, fuel honestly, capacity. If, Are they gonna have to make some pit stops? Well, we're we're hitting them at a pit stop. I think we should get there first and you know set something up for them. I mean, it's it's yeah. not a fast ship, but if we can get it while it's docked, I think that'd be much safer than trying something, you know, in transit. I agree. Yeah. And uh, I guess the next thing we've got to do is uh, figure out how we get the one prisoner off the ship without being noticed as much. As much, yeah. As little as possible, my friend. Um, so you're intercepting them at a refueling point. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You have a lot of options because you can intercept them in transit if you want to do that. Nope. Yeah. Which best, but not. you would be doing it on the Kessel Run. Yeah. No. No. Ooh, it's good. Yeah. I know that you wanted us to pod race the last time, but this one. No. I mean, I think it'd be fun. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. I promise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I promise not without T three. Yeah. What? What about? Um. What? What do you think? Um out of game my odds are of trying to find some kind of cloaking device mimetic suit some kind of we've we've had other small like, yeah. modular it's gonna be uh units. it's gonna be high rarity um this yeah. station the refueling station is also going to be its own it's a station not on planet yeah right okay. um you know, whenever yeah. like you drive through Kansas and like they have like one big rest area where yeah. there's like fifteen different restaurants, like shops and stuff, and where you get gas before you head off on your journey, like a big trucker stop kind of yeah. thing or something. Okay, yeah. Uh, so this station will possibly have stuff you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, for something rare like a mimetic suit, you're probably going to be rolling to see if you could even find a black market contact and or something. If only there. I had somebody who just upgraded Streetwise. Because they were in the so street. Helpful. Yeah, I, I think that's something I would like to look into. Um, I don't know if you guys have different plans for getting him off for the actual extraction. Well, I think it's good to try to at least see if we can find something or hire someone to help us with that too because I, I would assume mm-hmm. that maybe there's some people there that look like these slavers too that we might be able to help yeah, yeah. or help us like pay them um i mean so really your choices are intercept it before it gets to the station mm-hmm. which there's going to be security especially for a zigerian ship where they're getting they're funneling all this stuff through you can try to steal him while they're on station refueling. You can do something to their ship so they break down on the Kessel Run and then intercept their ship. That could be cool. 
or you can wait for them to get to Kessel. Yeah. Like be waiting there at Kessel for them. We're not waiting for them on Kessel. Yeah, it sounds like a bad idea, but I'm trying to think of all the different things that could happen. So here's here's the way I see it. Um, We need to do our best to get him off ship while they're refueling. And I think the easiest way for us to do that is either as they're landing or intercept them on their way there and do some kind of damage to this ship so that we can get a repair team on. Garrick does air quotes around repair team Mm -hmm. because otherwise they're not letting anybody in. Sounds like the smartest way to get onto the ship. That means that one of us will have to pilot the ship and damage them and then the other two are going to be on station waiting. That's why we've got an auxiliary. What kind of damage could we do that they wouldn't just chase us down and, and blast us out of the sky? Well, I mean, a ship like that, it only has the two engines in there on either side. So, you know, thrust is a finely balanced thing for it. So hitting one engine would probably require r- repairs. How hard would it be to sabotage one of the engines, Dua? I mean, if if I'm there in person, I I could probably manage it pretty well, but uh, shooting it with the auxiliary is going to be kind of tough. I mean, these are tough ships. I was thinking auxiliary goes down on planet. The VCX actually goes out to do whatever damage it can. I mean, that the VCX stands a better chance, I'll say that. But uh, T3, do we have any uh, armaments here? <laughs> are you looking for ballistics? Upgrades to your current laser platform? I was hoping ion torpedoes, but that's kind of pie in the sky. He goes silent for a second. He's They are an older model, but we did scrap some off the ships from the hangar bay. <laughs> yes. Um Yeah, how how many do we have? Would we be able to launch them out of the VCX? Or is that gonna take some work? Five ion torpedoes. Alright. Nice. And are, are they something we can use? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to say for sure. Hell yeah. I want you guys to make this look as cool as possible. I imagine you two would be getting on the ship there and I'd be flying ahead of time. Try to do a little damage. You think you can handle that? Wait, so out of character, mm-hmm. what are you explaining me doing? Like, am uh, I going down there to help sabotage You with two it? land on... Uh, the station. Mm-hmm. And you somehow establish yourself as a repair team that they would allow on the ship to work with it. You go for Jizor, uh, Jizor, Jizor, yeah. Uh, and Dua further sabotages the ship to keep them down there longer. Cool. Yeah, we can see about that. I mean, it sounds like the best idea to me. I would much rather not go into the castle run. That seems a bit risky. Yeah. Kind of simple. Got a clear three-step plan, right? And I will be joining you on the platform as quickly as I can without clearly landing right next to them after firing on them in transit. I'll have to work on that part. You're just going to guerrilla tactics it? Just like fire a... Just (laughs) fly off. And just hit hyperspace? Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. (laughs) So we get a shot of you guys prepping the ship... uh, T3. Loading in those torpedoes. Loading in those torpedoes, getting them set up and ready to fire. And uh, you guys take off and let's end there. All right. It's fun. I'm excited. 
Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Check out our website and send us a message to get free access to our Discord server. And if you feel so inclined, consider giving us support on Patreon. Our theme song is Far Apart by Airglow, and our background music was done by Alex Kahneman of TV Magic. Edge of the Empire is owned by Fantasy Flight Games and Lucas Books. Until next time, may the Force be with you.